the average Australian wears, we wear our clothes seven times on average before we get rid of them. We're buying, as a country of people, we're buying 52 items each new per year, wearing them seven times and getting rid of it. Whereas like what you're going to do by building a capsule wardrobe or building outfits out of what you own is saving yourself thousands and thousands of dollars on things that you are not going to buy. Reloved Radio, a podcast sharing inspirational stories about pre-loved fashion. Hey, Relovers, welcome to Reloved Radio. Today's guest is a sustainable fashion expert based in Perth, Western Australia, who specializes in curating wearable wardrobes by harnessing the power of what you already have. Whether it's through her online and in-home styling services, engaging workshops, or immersive pre-loved fashion tours, she's redefining our relationship with clothing. But here's where it gets even more fascinating. Our guest is currently on a personal journey, a challenge of sorts. She's committed to buying no new or secondhand clothes, pushing her creativity and outfit building skills to the limit. And today she's here to share that experience with us. With a decade of experience in the world of pre-loved fashion, our guest is armed with an in-depth knowledge on how to successfully navigate the secondhand shopping scene. And she's here to guide us on selecting beautiful, high-quality garments that seamlessly blend with our existing wardrobe, ensuring they're not just pieces we wear once, but again and again. Let's welcome our sustainable fashion guru and advocate for mindful wardrobe curation, Hazel Law of The Curated Wardrobe. Welcome, Hazel. Hello. Thank you so much. I was so lovely hearing all of those words come out of your mouth. It's so great hearing that back. I was like, oh, yes, that is me. So, yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. And I am really excited to have you here. I have a lot of questions, especially about this whole not buying any new clothes thing. So I'm going to start with that. Yes. Amazing. What actually inspired you to start your journey of buying no new clothes? And also, I guess, how has this impacted your personal style and your complete outlook on fashion? Yes. Okay. Big question. So I actually started doing the uh, remake 30 days of buying no new clothes challenge and they do allow secondhand clothes back in July last year. And that was just for me a bit of a reset. And I was like, this is interesting because I consider myself, you know, in the slow fashion movement, I consider myself someone who is very sustainable with their fashion choices. And yet this reset really showed me that I was using secondhand clothing as basically as fast fashion. And I was getting through it in that same way that we associate with the consumption of fast fashion. So, you know, I'd go to the op shops every few um, weekends. It was a recreational thing that I love to do with my friends. I'm always looking for new textures, new prints, all of that stuff, which I love. And it kind of fills me with so much joy. But when I really stopped doing that for those 30 days, I realized that I was maybe wearing those pieces once or twice and then donating them back to the op shop. So, you know, that was a really big wake up call for me in terms of my actual consumption around secondhand clothing. And then it led to, you know, I just wanted to see how far I could push it. So then in August, I was like, right, that's it. I'm just going to do 365 days. I am really dedicated to see how this goes. 
I'm really interested to see what the journey shows me about not only about myself and my consumption habits, but also about my styling, about my ability to look great, be someone who people can look to and say, yeah, she looks great. She looks cool. And then I can tell them, hey, I've never, I haven't bought any new clothes in the last, I think today it's like 148 days which I believe is kind of like a really good option for my clients. Like I've got that lived experience now when I say, hey, we're going to build outfits that you love from what you have. And they go, oh, but how do you know that works? Like, because I've done it. And yeah, I've got more to say, but I kind of, could you just repeat (laughs) the end of your question? (laughs) How has it impacted your personal style and your outlook? Yes. So I I guess anyone who knows me well will attest to the fact that I love a challenge. And I felt like it was a really great opportunity to stop buying clothes the same month that I launched my own styling business. Because like I said, it, it gives me that lived experience to go to my clients and say, we're going to build these great outfits for you. And I've got the key. I've got the skills to show you how to do that so that you've got those skills yourself for my own styling I've never felt more like excited and um satisfied with my own wardrobe like it's such now getting dressed is really a delight and I was so skeptical of it I have you know x amount of clothing I think when I did my audit I've got 120 pieces of clothing including accessories and shoes in my wardrobe I haven't gotten rid of anything in the last, um, since I started this challenge and I haven't added anything. So really what I've got to work with within that constraint has absolutely pushed my boundaries on how I'm going to look appropriate for different occasions, how I'm going to really get the versatility out of my own wardrobe and how, yeah, how I'm going to look like I present myself to people who have never met me in the way introducing myself as a stylist and you know in mainly just secondhand clothes that are really just fast fashion. I think that probably a lot of people can relate to that too especially when you first start out thrifting or op shopping when you see all the clothes and they're so cheap and it it is a real mindset thing where we're stuck in that rut of um, you know we just want to consume. I know that that happened to me in the beginning as well so definitely have been making an effort to be more mindful about what I'm purchasing, you know, making a list and sticking to it and that sort of thing. The other thing I was going to say is I I imagine that the concept of going without buying any new clothes is probably quite foreign to a lot of people and quite challenging. Do you have any tips or what have you learned so far in terms of building diverse outfits or new outfits from what you already have? What's been really surprising is that I've absolutely embraced the concept of capsule wardrobes. And before I started not buying anything, I was a kind of longtime admirer of the concept, but also highly skeptical of it because I think there's a belief or that's kind of like pushed out by the women, um, the stylist of Pinterest, let's say, that (laughs) a capsule wardrobe has to be a new wardrobe, that it has to be, it has all of these rules and these stipulations where it's like, you know, it has to be two different colors or three different colors, choose them. And if you don't already have those colors that you want in your capsule wardrobe, you then have to go out and buy all these new pieces that are then going to go together. And what I've discovered is that through the capsule wardrobe, 
it really just ignites your creativity. So yes, absolutely. Those rules are very interesting and very kind of, you know, when you're just starting out, they're very important to choose your color scheme and choose things that are a bit more neutral and maybe don't have as much pattern. But if you just use the clothes that you have and choose 30 pieces, then that is what's going to give you the creative output that you're maybe looking for if you fall into a style rut when you're not buying anything new. And it also has given me the, the same dopamine as buying something new, the same hit as buying something new in putting together a new outfit from stuff that I already own and stuff that I have never worn necessarily together or really put together or like thought about it and now I'm obsessed like I go to I go to bed thinking about okay I've got these like six pieces that I haven't worn so much in my capsule in the last two weeks like how can I incorporate them into my outfits in the next week or so on the topic then of you know rules although I say rules in inverted commas yeah <laughs> those Pinterest rules when you're helping your clients curate their wardrobes using their own existing pieces, mm -hmm. how are you approaching it then? I mean, are you going down the route of, you know, maybe a certain number of base colours or are you restricting the number of items in the total capsule, that sort of thing? How are you doing it? So I guess I'm going to answer this in two ways. So my first answer is that I believe that the rules are there to help, but then they can be broken. So for example, the biggest question I get around capsule wardrobes is, what if I want to swap something in? What if I am, I've got an event that I need to go to and I want to wear X, Y, and Z? And what I say to them is, it's your capsule. Like, it needs to work for you. It's not, you know, no one on the outside is looking in saying, oh, you're not allowed to do this, that, and the other. Like, I think if you want to swap one item in and out, every few weeks to keep it fresh for you, absolutely do that. And that will give you, you know, even more outfit building capacity within that capsule wardrobe. The first time I did a capsule, I was very restrictive in terms of my shoes and my accessories, but actually now giving myself free reign over what shoes I wear and what accessories I wear can really give, you know, different layers and different interests to pieces that I can then wear in a more versatile way, that I can wear for work, that I can then wear for my every day my you know if I'm going out or whatever it is it just having say the 30 pieces and being able to use that as a base but then you know just do whatever you actually want to do and make it work for you is what's really important I think and then with my clients often my clients will say oh I've got nothing in my wardrobe that I want to wear like <laughs> this I'm you know I really just want to go shopping nothing suits me or this is not the style that I'm really want to portray at the moment and what I found time after time is that when we actually go through their wardrobes find the pieces that they love but they're not wearing that often and use those to build their outfits is such a kind of eye-opener and a game-changer for them because normally these pieces would be occasion pieces. You know, they would wear them to a wedding or to a fancy function at work or whatever it is. And then by actually choosing those items to build your wardrobe around, you're not only getting more wears out of those amazing clothes, but you're ensuring that every single outfit you put together makes you feel great because that garment makes you feel great. And the way that we do that is just by either layering that garment with something that's going to make it more casual or more formal and just giving it the versatility that it deserves. It's just a new set of eyes. My clients are just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like, 
I never knew I could wear something like in that way. And I think especially in Perth, I'm not sure about Australia wide, but in Perth for sure, I've noticed that people wear something one way. They have one or two outfit options for each garment that they own. And that's the way they feel comfortable wearing it. And then that's where they stop. But actually to get the 30 plus wears out of our garments, which is what, you know, the number of times you have to wear an item to make it sustainable, we have to look for new ways to wear our item. And do you track your items or your per wear? Um, so I probably should, and I definitely advise my clients to do it. So I would say take wardrobe notes. So I would say to my clients, literally put a notebook into your wardrobe or next to your wardrobe. And every time you remember, just write down what you're wearing. Write down what you're wearing, what you, if you add anything new, and if you then purge any of your items, just so that you've got a kind of record of what you have and what you actually wear, because that's going to really give you you know, before you start editing anything out, that's going to give you a really good breakdown, a really good run through of what you actually like to wear and what you don't like to wear. And so often at the moment, there is a, I think there's this culture of getting rid of stuff. So it's the wardrobe edits that we want to go through. and We just want to get rid of stuff you're not wearing, which, you know, in it, it can be a good way of evolving your style, but also you know, I like to ask the question, why are you not wearing it? Is it because you feel like it's too, you know, usually the answer is people feel like it's too nice to wear. And then we look at the ways that they can actually get the wears out of those pieces. For myself, I don't track my outfits in that way, just because I'm such like a, a visual creative person, I would never read it. And so I just, I just take photographs. I take a photograph every day of what I'm wearing and it's, you know, it helps to create content for Instagram, but it also is a really good visual reminder for me of what I am wearing. And again, those pieces that I'm not necessarily wearing so that I'm then focused on those ones that I'm not wearing so much and seeing how I can make them work for my everyday wardrobe. Yeah. Taking photos is a great idea. I have never thought to do that, but I feel like I'd be able to do that more easily than using a notebook and writing it down. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's, you're already dressed. It's not like you're doing it specifically, you know, with the notebook idea. I think that does definitely work for some people in mm. the way that their brains work and they want to have that tracking. And there's also apps, you know, if you use like the Starbook app to create your, um, actually create your outfits then that tracks it automatically. So I think it really depends on how, you know, how deep you want to go with it. But for me, taking a photo is absolutely the easiest and the most consistent way that I that I found to do it. Yeah. And then you can just make a little album on your camera roll, make a little yeah. album for outfits or whatever, and that'd be great. Then when you're not feeling very inspired, I would do this. I would go back and then have a look and go, oh, I might just pick that outfit and, and just Absolutely. go from there. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I do for my clients. When we're building these outfits, I'll take photo after photo after photo of each outfit that we build and then put that into a style guide for them so that they've got that on their phone whenever they're getting dressed, whenever they are out shopping, whether that's retail on their own or pre-love shopping with me, then they've got a guide of what they do have, what they are wearing and what they can you know, it allows them to visually see, oh, this piece is actually going to go with these other pieces that I have, which takes all the guessing out of shopping. And that's, you know, to me, that is the key to buying less is knowing what looks good. And once you have that key and once you've got the tools to kind of know what looks good, then 
it's no longer a guessing game and you can reduce your consumption tenfold. When we're talking about capsule wardrobes, lots of people will actually associate the term capsule wardrobe with saving money. How do you guide your clients in building sustainable, cost-effective capsules without compromising on style? So that's where that's where the outfit building part of my services really come into play. And it is really just having the expertise of how to layer things, how to put things together in new ways, and how to, I guess, give my clients a new eye and a new perspective on what they already have. So I was working with a client last week. She said, I've got about six things in my wardrobe that I wear. It's going to take us no time at all to do this. And then four hours later, we had built, I think, 56 outfits that she absolutely loved that were giving her, you know, making her feel bold, making her feel confident, making her feel this way that she hadn't felt since her 20s, completely appropriate for work and all of those things from what she already owned so that really is you know that's where I'm working with my clients to get their the maximum like return on investment of the things that they've bought because I just want them to wear their clothes that's all I want and that's all they want really like (laughs) what we you know the average Australian wears we wear our clothes seven times on average before we get rid of them We're buying, as a country of people, we're buying 52 items each new per year, wearing them seven times. So basically one a week, wearing it for a week and getting rid of it. Whereas like what you're going to do by building a capsule wardrobe or building outfits out of what you own is saving yourself thousands and thousands of dollars on things that you are not going to buy. And I even would would go as far as to say that seven is generous. There are plenty of outfits that I have found over the last, you know, couple of years of trying to be more mindful where I may have only worn them once. Some things I've bought, I haven't worn them at all. And I'm sure there are plenty yeah. of other people like that. They're sitting Absolutely. in the wardrobe with, their, with yeah. the tags still on them. Yes, exactly. And I think for me, like what I would say to that is that's kind of the easiest way to tell if something was an emotional purchase is that you've never worn it because yeah. it wasn't something that was necessary and it's not necessarily like lifestyle appropriate for your real life and I think so often we buy things that are lifestyle appropriate for a fantasy version of ourselves and not who we really are because it's all you know that subconscious stuff that ties into all the the illusions that the fashion industry is selling us (laughs) it's a dream they're selling us the dream yes A a pretend dream, which leads to nowhere except the breakdown of, you know, the environment that we live in and basically making very rich white men much richer. So, yeah, from a cost, I just I just want to empower women to wear their own clothes. I want to empower (laughs) women to save their money and to spend their time and energy and, you know, all of those resources that are not necessarily like abundant in our lives to save them for something that really matters and that's going to really make them feel good and that's really going to give them that intrinsic feeling of connection and depth and all of those things because they already know they look good like they look good they've got their clothes they look they look good they're fun and but the thing is it's so tough to resist the allure of fast fashion we're constantly bombarded with advertising, whether it be on TV, in the magazines that we read. I mean, and don't even get me started on social media. We have that in our face all the time. And then you combine that with, 
you know, feeling a little bit emotional. You combine those two together and it's dangerous. So do you have any strategies that you can recommend for avoiding fast fashion and staying committed to a more sustainable clothing approach? Yeah, absolutely. I started this journey because when I was pregnant with my first child, it was the summer of 2019, 2020, and there was it was just just pre-COVID, but it was the black summer. There were fires everywhere. This huge like had this huge overwhelming climate anxiety and that kind of led me to exploring a bit deeper about the impact of certain things in our everyday lives. So the fashion industry, I'm sure you you know this, but just in case your listeners didn't, it's actually the third biggest polluter in the world behind burning of fossil fuels and farming and the kind of like deforestation associated mm. with farming. So fossil fuels, we're getting there. We're getting to a place where they have hopefully eventually will be put on the back burner, so to speak. But what I was really interested in is in that third biggest polluter, the thing that I can have the direct action on is what I wear, what I buy and what I wear. And that is like such an easy thing for me as a, a human who's not necessarily in the climate activism world, who's not necessarily got the time to like do X, Y, and Z to to change the politicians you know what they what they're doing just a normal person living my life with busy got two kids trying to do everything but what I can do is I can control what I buy what I wear and my relationship to that and it's the easiest thing I can do so I just I now think about it like oh I'm just if I I'm not buying retail and I haven't bought retail for a long time but if I was going to go and buy something retail I have two voices in my head. So the first voice is the one that says, you're not worthy. You need to buy new things to be worthy, to fit in, to present yourself in the way that you want people to see you. You need to consume and you need to buy new things because you're not good enough. And what I've done is I've learned to teach myself that that voice doesn't actually belong to me. That voice is nothing really to do with me. That's the voice of you know, the ad execs and the the people behind the marketing of fashion that have infiltrated. The ones that are selling us the false dream. Exactly. The ones that are like selling us the false dream. And I was listening to the Clothes Horse podcast and she is a woman who used to work in the fast fashion industry. And she talks about like her experience. And she's just like, it's all an illusion. And that we're telling ourselves the illusion, even when we work in that, space and we know it's not the truth but we're still telling ourselves the illusion she says you know they're not sitting around thinking oh we're going to fool these women into buying these things they are sitting around saying this is going to be great this next season is going to be excellent the illusion is everywhere anyway so I've taught myself to try and catch myself and be like that's not me talking that is someone else that is the illusion uh sellers (laughs) nothing to do with me as a human and then the other thing I've taught myself to do is to just not want to put my money, my hard-earned money into the pockets of billionaires. I don't need to do that. I've got better things I can spend my money on. We all do. <laughs> exactly, we all do. Those two things combined have really helped keep me on the straight and narrow. But also, it's a creativity thing. Like, I think it's so, if for all the people out there who really love love clothes like I love clothes. When I lived in England, I worked at London Fashion Week and I interned for 
a big fashion photographer and I absolutely, you know, I fell in love with all of those things and you can still have them with what you already have. It's not like it's, I believe you can have sustainability and style. It's not one or the other. I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> Some things were said. <laughs> yes, they were. We are not editing them out. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of the more unique capsules that you have been asked to create for your clients? At the moment, I am just in the process of working with a new client who has asked me to do a capsule wardrobe for her menstrual cycle, which I am absolutely obsessed with the idea of. I was so excited when she told me what she wanted. And she's actually a finance coach and she works with women to explore their emotional relationship with money, pleasure and what it means to be a woman. And so this is like so perfect for her and such an interesting project for me. The way that I work with my clients is I'll do a style consult first. We'll go through all of the different things, you know, their wardrobe woes, what their real issues are when they're getting dressed and all of those kind of things. And then we'll come up with a bit of a roadmap on how to navigate that and how to get them to where they want to be. And so I haven't actually started building these capsules with my client yet, but I'm I'm like yeah, so excited to start. And that really means, you know, for all the women, I don't need to explain this, but the times where in week two of your menstrual cycle, you put something on, you look amazing. And week four of your menstrual cycle, you put it on and it does not fit you. <laughs> um, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it is, again, it's that other, you know, it's an opportunity for those voices that aren't necessarily ours to come into our head and say, oh, like, you are not worthy this week because this thing that fit you two weeks ago no longer fits you. Like, no, it's natural. <laughs> It's perfectly normal and it's something that we all, you know, women of a menstruating age have to deal with. It's not something that we should feel ashamed and feel less worthy and less, you know, I think so often women want to hide in that week four of their menstrual cycle, mm. week four and week one. They want to hide their bodies. They don't want to wear nice clothes. It's like you still deserve to feel good about yourself. You still deserve to feel to feel worthy and to feel good. So why not find those clothes that are a little bit more forgiving and that are a little bit more, you know, they're going to flatter you in the way that you want. And I hate that word flatter, but they're going to make you feel the most confident and comfortable with, and not like compromise on style, but also not make you feel bad because your breasts are slightly larger or your belly slightly larger. It's like, that is just what it is to be a woman. Yes. I'd love to know what kind of things you're focusing on for this particular capsule in terms of making your client comfortable during those different weeks within the cycle. Yeah, so I think it's uh, probably what we'll do is we'll go, like I was saying, back to those hero pieces. So those pieces that she absolutely loves. I should start calling them heroine pieces, really. Maybe I'll do that because... Yes, do it. Hero is way too male. <laughs> The heroin pieces in your wardrobe that she really, really loves that she can wear that make her feel great. But then also using, okay, so I'll just digress a little bit. So when you're pre, 
loved shopping. It's a process. Like because of the sizing aspect, you're not always going to find something that you love in an op shop, in a consignment shop, in a vintage shop that fits you. And so my number one um, kind of tip for that is to work with my clients. I say to them, it's about the vibe, like what you're getting from that piece is a vibe. It's not necessarily that exact piece. Take a photograph of it, save it for later. And when we're looking in other shops, if it's on the same day or whenever they're in those scenarios, they can look for a piece that has that vibe. So then for the capsule, it's about finding the pieces that have the vibe for her of those hero pieces that she loves or those pieces that she wants to wear when she's ovulating and feeling amazing and her body and brain are like, yes, yes, yes. But a bit more forgiving in terms of stretch or in terms of the way that they fit. You know, you can use color, you can use pattern, you can use silhouette to really like still give the vibes of what you want. But that can also give you the comfort. Like for me, if I'm in week four of my menstrual cycle, like I just want to wear pants and I wear dresses all the time. And so it's about finding those pants that give me the feeling of wearing my favorite dresses. If that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And I think that is such a fabulous tip about the vibe. The vibe is a thing. I've never really been yeah. able to, I guess, put it into words as nicely as you have, but you have explained it really, really well. And I'm going shopping now looking for the vibe. <laughs> the vibe, <laughs> the vibe. And just take a photo, like, because then you've got it again as a reference. Like, our phones are such great tools in our styling evolution because you can just keep it. And also, if you look on Depop or whatever later, you might be able to find that exact thing in your size. There's yeah, options. when we're on the couch <laughs> watching TV and scrolling yep. and we move yes. on to the online shopping, Depop is where it's at. Yeah, we're going Depop into it intentionally. Is. Exactly. And you know, Salvos now have a really great online store and so did Good Sammy actually. But just about, um, you know, searching what you exactly want. And if you found it and you've tried it on already, that's half the battle. And you know, you just need one size up or one size down, like easy peasy done. I want to ask a specific question around mm -hmm. a particular style and that is athleisure. So... <laughs> Athleisure is such a big thing at the moment, especially if you are, and I am not picking on anyone here, but as a stay-at-home mum, having been there myself, I know that that is generally what I would gravitate towards. But at the same time, yes. I don't feel like it is the most stylish of outfits. So my question around this is, how do you approach creating capsules that will blend comfort and style for clients that maybe have either a very active lifestyle? When I say active, I don't just mean they're at the gym all the time, but maybe they are a stay-at-home parent and they're running around after young children. Okay, so a few a few different ways that I want to answer this question. Number one, if you love wearing your athleisure and that's how you want to dress, absolutely 100% do it. When I ask people the question, are there any items in your wardrobe that you think you've worn 30 or more times? Usually it is only <laughs> your yoga pants or your leggings that you went to the gym or all of those things. Those are the pieces that people wear consistently. And then my second question to them is like, is this how you want to dress? And it usually isn't. And how do you want to dress? So what I love 
about what I do is giving people a new perspective on things that they already own. I have worked with quite a few mums and they do live in their athleisure and it is just about finding items again with the vibe of athleisure in terms of the durability, the comfort, all of those things. Usually they already own them, but just putting them together in a new way. So, you know, absolutely, if they are comfortable and that's how they want to dress, then let's put them in your capsule wardrobe. Let's give you all the reign of wearing those items again and again and get those 30 plus wears out of them. But if it's not, I would suggest like a more casual pant. So like anything in a linen or like a, a light cotton, just like easy to move around in, easy to run after small children you know I have my kids are three and one so I'm definitely in that phase of my (laughs) life but I'm not wearing anymore my active wear every day which I was before I kind of started this journey into becoming a personal stylist because that's you know the easiest thing to do. Full disclosure I am currently wearing leggings and a jumper. Yeah, it's just about, it's kind of like that vibe, like what is going to give you the vibe of that and the comfort of those items without and making it more elevated? And that's kind of where the versatility in your wardrobe comes from. It's like you can make something more casual or more formal very easily by putting it with other items. So if you're going to wear like ballet flats are coming back in, they're really like big on the catwalks at the moment. And if you're going to wear ballet flats, it's just going to give you a slightly more elevated look. Or if you're going to wear, do you know what mm. I mean? It's layering things and making them work for you. So, but I've actually completely gotten rid of the, not gotten rid of, obviously I still wear them to the gym, but I've just decided to wear my actual clothes and to not keep them for best. To just be like, okay, every day I want to feel good about myself. And it's made such a difference in my mental health to just get dressed every day. And it comes back to that taking photographs of your outfits. Like I look back at my outfits before I kind of started this serious journey and I was like, yeah, just wearing like drop sleeve grey t-shirts with a print and my bicycle shorts. Like that is what I lived in. And I was, I was, you know, in that kind of very freshly postpartum time of my life and it was kind of appropriate. But the minute I stopped doing that, the feelings I had about myself and my capabilities as a human in the world changed completely. And so I would never say to someone, don't wear what you want to wear, like always wear what you want to wear, but branch out, like look in your wardrobe and maybe just wear it even if it's going to get dirty or look for fabrics that are more durable, like a drill cotton, you know, that can be washed and worn again. Like I've got the most amazing pair of vintage Levi's that I got from Depop before I stopped buying stuff that I've washed maybe twice since I bought them and I've definitely worn them more than 30 times but like they're just so easy to wear and they just look great like effortless easy to wear just put anything with them done (laughs) for anyone listening then who is inspired by everything that you have talked about today in terms of creating capsule wardrobe and they want to have a go at creating their own capsule, what are your tips to guide them through that process and empower them to curate their own sustainable wardrobe? Okay, so I'd just like to start my answer by saying what I believe a sustainable wardrobe isn't. To me, a sustainable wardrobe isn't a brand new wardrobe full of sustainably and ethically sourced 
garments in linen, silk, and cotton. It's just what you already own. The classic quote is, the most sustainable item is one you didn't buy. And for me in the slow fashion movement, the most sustainable garment is one you didn't buy again, which is essentially <laughs> what we do all the time. And especially when people are thinking about those capsules, those Instagram or Pinterest capsules that we see, like you don't need to buy those clothes again because you already have them. It's just about taking them out of your existing wardrobe. So again, I feel like the overriding belief within a capsule wardrobe is that that is then your wardrobe. That's it. There's no other clothes in your life. You may only have these 30 pieces that are all cream and beige. Like, no, <laughs> create a capsule from what you own. And like, for me, I'm lucky I have my office is separate to my bedroom. So I have my wardrobe in my bedroom and then I have a rail in my office where I put my capsule wardrobe. And so I still have all the other things and I look at them every day and I think, oh, I can't wait to wear you again once I've done with this phase of my 90 day capsule. But just having the clothes separate gives you a bit of distance. And that's what's going to keep you interested in the clothes that you're not wearing because literally if you put something away for like a week, two weeks, three weeks, when you see it again, you get that same rush of dopamine as buying something new because it's like, oh, exciting. Like it really feeds that pursuit of the new without actually buying or getting anything new. It's almost like when you go back to your, um, well, I will go back to my parents' house and I'll look in my wardrobe and I'll go, oh my gosh, <laughs> I remember this. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like the number one thing that I do with my clients is I just, if they don't want to build a capsule wardrobe, that's fine. But what we'll do is just work on putting all the seasonal items away because then when they get, I say to them, we're writing a list. This is your seasonal item. Keep it on your phone before you go out and that you get that urge when the season changes to go and like rush to the shops and buy all these new things because it's too hot or too cold. Look at the list. Remember the list. I'll text you when the season changes so that you're <laughs> going to remember that you've got this list and get those pieces out and getting them out will be not only a beautiful reminder of all the times you wore those things and all the memories and the history of those items, but also it feels like you've got something new and you haven't. And often people will find this as well if they've put stuff away to take to the op shop. If they refind that bag and sometimes go through it, they're like, oh, no, I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's like, this is a great piece. And it is just because we haven't seen it for a while. And then neutrals are great if that's what you want. If you want a very basic color scheme, absolutely choose your color scheme. I would say with colors like, What's going to give you a better illusion of cohesion in your outfit is if you choose all warm toned or cool toned colors. Sometimes a clash of a warm tone and a cool tone can just give, because our eyes and our brains are kind of cleverer than we are. So if you see something and it looks a bit off, it's sometimes to do with the color. For example, my 90 day summer capsule that I'm doing at the moment is all really warm toned items. And so they go together much easier they're not necessarily in the same color schemes I haven't chosen them because they're all analogous colors or anything like that but it just works because they are all warm toned so if you're a beginner definitely choose a few base colors like that is important but choose what colors you love to wear don't choose something that you're not going to wear but choose colors that you do love and then choose those heroin pieces that you've 
got in your wardrobe that you never wear. Choose five of them and just add layers, like add some t-shirts you could put over the top of dresses to make them more casual. Add your favorite accessories and then let your creativity run wild. And like I said in the beginning, there are no rules. If something's not working, just swap it out for something else. It's your capsule. Make it work for you. So when we're talking about maybe filling in those gaps within our wardrobe, what are your tips for successful secondhand shopping? Like how... How are people going to go in there and spot the quality items? Because we all know what op shops are like, especially, I feel like especially after COVID, it's just insane. So yeah, how are we going to go in there and find the gems? What are we looking for? So it really comes from having an understanding of your existing wardrobe. So going through and looking at your wardrobe, and then when you're out shopping, you want to be asking yourselves the questions around, Is this going to go with what I have? What are three items in my existing wardrobe that I can pair this back with or three different ways that I can style this item so that you know it's going to go seamlessly into your existing wardrobe because you've already considered what you can wear it with. And it's such a game changer in terms of thinking about something as an element in an outfit as opposed to a standalone item. And when that clicked for me, I was like, oh, shopping has been unlocked. Like, haha, people who are trying to get me to buy all these things. Like now I've got the secret and the secret is basically just if it's not going to go within an existing outfit or with something that you have, then just don't buy it. Or if you need to get a new bra to wear it with or a new pair of shoes to wear it with or something that you don't already have, then ask yourself, do I have the budget? Do I have the time? Do I have the resources to get that thing? If I don't, I'm not going to buy this one piece because it takes more work to buy it. And then also the guilt of not wearing it. And then like that lifestyle thing that we were talking about, is it lifestyle appropriate for me or is it lifestyle appropriate for the fantasy version of me? These are all like these kind of concepts of how to do the shopping. But then when you're actually there, don't be afraid to leave with nothing. It's okay to go up shopping and leave with nothing. That's fine because it's only sustainable and it's only worth it if you're actually going to wear it. And also don't be afraid. Like I did my style tour. I had a style tour last weekend. And what I'm looking at in my client's wardrobe is to have around 70% wearable items that they wear all the time that are really easy to style with different pieces and then about 30 percent you know the fun items that really give your wardrobe personality and let people see who you are and what for me and this client one of these clients that was on the tour the problem for me was always I had these like amazing key pieces but nothing to actually wear them with and so that's what we were looking at for her we were looking at more basic stuff because I think there is a tendency when you're op shopping to buy these fun, frivolous, like amazing pieces, but it's like you need the base pieces to make them pop. And I'm not saying like the basics in terms of like the five must-haves everyone <laughs> must have. Like I don't believe in that, it, but it's what is going to make your wardrobe more functional and your wardrobe work for you, work harder for you instead of the other way around. The everyday pieces. Exactly, exactly. If your wardrobe is full of those statement mm. pieces, which mine definitely is. And now I just wear all my statement pieces together and because I just wear out. <laughs> exactly. And it makes people take me more seriously for some reason as a stylist, more outrageously <laughs> dressed, the more they're like, oh, yes, she knows what she's doing. Uh-huh. <laughs>
So please tell us what is your best bargain brag, either the best or the most unusual, most interesting, or just your favorite piece that you've picked up secondhand. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's always the piece I always tell everyone about. So as an avid op shopper, I've got this like decade or more of pretty much only buying secondhand clothes. Naturally, when I go anywhere new, I always go to the op shops. Like that is like what I love. And it's quite upsetting for me now because I'm not buying anything. But I also get to go op shopping with my clients. So it kind of just feels out for me a little bit too. But I went to the States for my best friend's 30th and we went to LA. And across America, there's this consignment shop called Buffalo. Oh, what's it called now? That's awkward. I can't remember. A Buffalo Exchange. Buffalo Exchange. And so it is a consignment shop in the sense that people bring their clothes in and they sell them and they get a percentage of the sale. But it has more of a kind of op shop vibe than a lot of the consignment shops here in Australia. And I got this silk jacket from Guess that says fantasy across the back in these like bold, beautiful kind of like maroon color and all these amazing hand stitch embroidered beautiful bits like it's like a silk bomber jacket and I had no space left in my suitcase at this point but I was like I must have this and it cost me 15 US dollars and it is the most like that's probably the piece I've worn you know 60 100 times because it goes with it everything and I absolutely love it and even to the point where when I was working as event manager I'd wear it to pretty much every event that I worked and I got (laughs) I got this nickname as fantasy haze which is what all the people on the events I used to call me so I'd be like oh there's fantasy haze with a silk bomber jacket just walking around the event site um but yeah so that's the piece that I love the most and it's also the piece that kind of makes me sound the most um I can't wanky is probably not <laughs> but that's what I feel like I'm like this is the story and it's a bit wanky but also I just love it so much that I can't not tell you <laughs> it's perfect I can't wait to see it please do send me a picture and for anyone listening that would like to see this beautiful piece as well I will make sure that it is on the Reloved Radio's Instagram highlights Amazing. Yes, I'll send you one. I have many pictures of me wearing Oh, of course. (laughs) I have no doubt. (laughs) Thank you so much, Hazel. This has been amazing. I cannot tell you the number of tips I have picked up just from chatting with you today. And I'm sure that our listeners have as well. So if anyone out there is keen to find you online, where will they be able to locate you? So I am a lover of Instagram. I'm at curatedwardrobe.au and you can also check out my website, which is thecuratedwardrobe.com.au. I'm always here for talking sustainable style. If you've got a question, a burning question about up shopping or whatever it is, you could also email me, hazel at thecuratedwardrobe.com.au. And yeah, like this is my passion. That's what I love. It's what I live for. So I'm honestly always happy to answer any any question about that kind of thing so yeah thank you so much for having me and letting me just talk to you about all the things in my brain (laughs) it's amazing I feel like our brains are aligned because all the things you want to talk about are all the questions I have (laughs) yeah so good 
Thanks for listening to Reloved Radio. You can find the show notes for today's episode on the website www.relovedradio.com.au. And that's also where you can download all my best sustainable shopping secrets. There's 45 of them. They're free and they'll walk you through exactly how to shop secondhand like a pro. 